What is up, my wonderful people? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode, it's going to be March 31st, episode 13 of season two, you guys. We're going to be talking about the wilderness to the promised land, what is required of you. And so I'm kind of excited about this, you guys, because this is some revelation that I've had just over the last couple years that um, I never had before. (laughs) you know, that really just kind of helped me understand this whole wilderness and promised land thing. And, you know, I, I never understood it, you know, years ago when I was, you know, in, in the fellowship I was in, it's really only kind of just been the last few years, you know, that, uh, the Lord has brought me on a healing journey. Um, and just really has, uh, what would you say? I would almost say rewired me, (laughs) you know, from the inside out, you know, taking me out of slavery. Um, You know, and it's funny because when I look back at it, I used to think that my Egypt was like just literally the sin that the Lord found me in, you know, but I'm realizing more and more that Egypt is really a place in your life where other voices direct your life except for God's, you know, and so I found myself even in Egypt in the fellowship that I was in, you know, that was, that turned into a slavery that um, I never even thought was possible in the church, right? I mean, we talk about how the church is supposed to be a place of freedom and, you know, we're supposed to be able to learn to walk in our authority and grow and and rule and subdue the earth and be the foundation of the world. Right. Um, and, uh, really, you know, through my experience, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't that for me. So, um, just, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, basically the Egypt that was in the world, but then there was an Egypt that was even in the church, you know, um, that God had to take me out of and, and, you know, really build me up to live by his voice, his ways. And so anyway, you guys, the whole point of me sharing this with you is maybe you can relate, you know, maybe you're trying to figure out where you're at in your journey right now with the Lord. And so I'm hoping that through me sharing, you know, the insight that um, the Lord has given to me on this thing, that it'll help you at least see some parallels in your life. And, you know, you can uh, really, like I said, anchor yourself and where you're at and where the Lord's taking you and just, just, uh, you can be confident, you know, in your relationship with the Lord. And like I said, the, the path that he's leading you on. So when I was in Exodus, you know, I was looking at the pattern of, okay, what was the Lord doing with the people? You know what? Hold on a second. Let me back up. Let's pray. And then we'll get into that. You guys, uh, Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Um, Lord, I just thank you that we can approach you at any time. And, you know, your spirit is in us, Lord. You say, who knows the thoughts of a man except for the spirit that's that's in that man. Lord, we don't know your thoughts unless we have your spirit. So, Father, I just pray that you will guide and direct this conversation, that, you know, you would give all of us insight to your words, Lord, as we read them off the page and we seek you, Lord. Help us to know your thoughts and your heart behind the words that we read, Lord. We want to see you for who you really are. So, you know, I just pray that you'll speak to me, speak to my brothers and sisters um, who are listening to this podcast. I pray you'll bless them, give them revelation, give them insight to their own life, Lord, to where they are. Help them to see where they're at in their life, if they're in the wilderness or getting ready to go to the promised land. Everyone's going to go through this, Lord. So I pray that you'll just give them some insight in their life and they can have peace that they are on the path that you've put them on, Lord. In this in this life with you, God, we have to learn, learn to surrender um, to how you lead us, God. And so I just pray that you know, this will help us to see where we're at and we will just grow in our ability to see your goodness, God, and surrender to the path and just trust your heart for us, Lord. You want us to go to the promised land. But Lord, like I said, give us insight to where we are on this journey so, um, you know, we can grow into the things that we need to grow into, Lord. And uh, 
you know, grow, grow in our ability to, to grow in our authority, hear your voice, live by your words, know where we're headed, Lord, you know, just be really built up from the inside out. So when we get into the promised land, we already have the inner resources, Lord. So help us to see where we're at. Give us insight, God, give us revelation. Um, thank you, Lord. We can always approach you and just thank you, God, for your spirit. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your love and your grace. We love you, Lord. Bless this podcast. Bless my brothers and sisters. We just pray all these things in Jesus name. So, all right, you guys, now that I, we talked to the Lord, you know, so when I was in Exodus, I was trying to pay attention to, um, kind of the mindset that the Israelites were in, you know, and then how the Lord was interacting with them through that and trying to see God's heart and where he was trying to take them, you know, despite how they were thinking at times, you know, have you guys ever realized that your own thinking gets in the way? You know, the Lord could be leading you, you know, he's leading you on this path. We know God's heart is to prosper us and not to harm us. Right. And I got to remember, that's got to be my next podcast after this, you guys. Um, I've been talking about it long enough. It's time to get to it. So I'm going to go ahead and let me write that down really quick. Guys, bear with me. I need to do a uh, podcast talking about uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, baby. You know, that famous uh, scripture that the Christian community quotes a lot, but a lot of us, I mean, I can only speak for myself, y'all. I don't know where you're at, but I used to really struggle with that. So let me write down Jeremiah, Jeremiah <laughs> 29, 11. So anyway, you guys there, I'm going to do a podcast. I think my kids are knocking on my bedroom door. You guys, I'm so sorry. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. All right, y'all, I'm back. That was my little man. He was banging on my door. He needed some help with something. So anyway, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'll do a podcast talking about the Lord has plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us hope in the future. Um, just kind of share a little bit of insight you've even had with that, you know, over the last, I think it was a couple months ago. And uh, it really got brought me some perspective. And, you know, I want to share that with you guys as well. So anyway, I was just looking at the mindset the Israelites had, looking at, what the Lord had said, looking at what his plans were, how he was leading them. And then I decided to go over here to Joshua, you know, because Joshua was the one who was going to lead them into the promised land saying, okay, what mindset is absolutely needed getting into the promised land? Like, where do you need to be in your headspace to actually take the land? Okay. Because like I said, there's a process that the Lord is doing in us with our thinking, right? The only thing that's ever going to get us trouble is our thinking, right? Our thinking leads, our thinking is everything that we do, right? It's, it's the fruit of our decisions. It leads our life is our thinking. So if we don't know how to surrender our thinking to the Lord and let him mold us in that way, you guys, we're not going to have the inner resources that we need within ourselves to take on the land. It will never be the things outside of us that get in the way. It's always going to be the things that are within us, right? The strongholds, the the injuries, um, like I said, those kinds of things that are going to get in our way. And we know that the Lord wants to heal us. He wants to restore us. He wants to um, take down those strongholds, right? Those things that the injuries that we've had. I've talked about this before. You know, the strongholds are the injuries that you've had and the walls of protection that you built up to protect yourself, but you can't go any further than the wall that you built, right? And if we want to make progress in our life, which I don't know any human being out there who doesn't, you're going to have to be willing to take those walls down, right? Get healed, 
so you can move forward, right? So that's the only thing that's ever going to get in the way is our thinking. So we got to be able to, to look at the thinking that's required so we can go from wilderness to promised land. So I just want to share some things with you guys that I wrote down yesterday that kind of came to my mind. They're not in any particular order. Um, so, you know, it's just some thoughts uh, and really some things that I've um, had to do myself and that I've kind of seen this common thread. You know, I've talked to you guys about this before, you know, following the Lord is about principle, right? A principle is an, is an established mode of action to get a particular result, okay? There's always, in the kingdom of heaven, there are natural laws, established modes of action that you have to go through to get a certain process, to get a certain result, okay? It's like a farmer, like, I, like I've told you guys before, and I, I've probably shared it more on my uh, YouTube channel, but anyway, when a farmer puts a seed in the ground, he has to go through the process of cultivating and, and taking care of the land, caring for that seed, watering it, weeding it, you know, taking care of the land so it can bear fruit. That process will never be eliminated, right? No matter how much man wants to try to get involved, you know, and this is like a little random side note. What is up with people talking about um, meat made from plants? Like, isn't that kind of oxymoron? But anyway, you guys, come on. We know that man's always trying to interfere with the natural law of God, but at the end of the day, God's laws will win. And, you know, so there's always going to be these established modes of action, that, and you know what, you guys, we need that as a foundation. You know, we need to know that there is, you know, this consistent way that we can follow, right? So we can produce good, okay? We can produce fruit because we know that's the Lord's plan. Anyway, so wilderness to the promised land. Let's let's look at some, you know, mindsets and ways of, of thinking and being that are going to be required. So number one, crying out to God. Ask him for what you need. This is usually something you know you cannot do on your own, right? So number one, have you learned to cry out to God and be humble, okay? Have you learned to rely on God's, you know, um, on God that way? You know, you find yourself in a difficult place, you need his help, and it's something you know you can't do on your own, right? We ask the Lord to do for us what we cannot do on our own. So just being willing to allow him to be God to you in that way. All right. So number one is crying out to God. And we talked about that in other podcasts. Number two, God is going to send his word. Okay. He will speak to you about the burden you are carrying. He gives peace in its place. So as you're crying out to God and you're trying to figure out what to do, typically from my experience is, uh, you know, you'll have a new thought, a new perspective. You'll get some peace. You don't even know where it came from. You know, it's like that scripture. And uh, Philippians, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but pray and with petition and thanksgiving, ask God and he'll give you peace that transcends understanding. Jesus even said he gives peace not as the world gives, right? The Lord is just peace. That's kind of the fruit of his being. And so he gives that to us just by simply believing that he's going to be there and he loves us and he's faithful, you know? Um, so God will send his word. So he'll send his word through reading his word, reading the actual Bible, as well as the revelation that he gives you from that. All right. Um, the Lord is very much wanting to be intimately involved in the process of us getting to know him. It's not just kind of super artificial, like, okay, I read the page. I know the Lord. He wants to know you in your inner man, right? That place where, you know, your secret thoughts, your, you know, who you are within, like I said, your mind and in your heart, the thoughts that are there. You know, the Lord is there and he wants, he wants to be there. Some people like to keep the Lord out, but you know, that's why there's going to be some people he says, depart from me. I never knew you, right? We don't want to be those people that the Lord doesn't know us. We can claim to know him, but is, are you letting him know you? 
right? So anyway, like I said, he's going to send his word. He's going to give you revelation. He'll give you peace. Okay. Number three, trust the process. Your whole life, you've lived by certain conclusions and some of those limit you and God. It's time to begin surrendering mindsets and limits that don't serve you or him. All right. So again, you know, the Israelites, how many times did they say to Moses, what, we're not enough graves in Egypt. They've literally thought that God was out to harm them, right? It's, it felt that way because like, like I've said, I've talked about this before. How can I explain this, Lord? Help me out, Father. Um, you can have, going into something new that you've never done before can feel just as scary as the burden that you're crying out to or you're crying out for. Like you could have a burden in your life that's causing you to feel a certain way. And I've talked to you guys about how your your emotions are dictated by your thoughts. So you can have something you're crying out to God about that's really burdening you, but then it can also feel that way when you're going into a place you've never been because it feels vulnerable. And you're like, you know, you, you don't know how to conduct yourself, right? So you can feel um, a little, maybe a little bit anxious or whatever, uncertain all those types of things. So, you know, you can feel the same way. How can I explain this? It's kind of like working out or getting healthy. Okay. I, I use this analogy a lot because you guys, for the last, you know, I'm going to say almost five years, I, say, I think since 2016, I've really made a conscious decision to take care of myself, get in better shape, eat better and all that stuff. You know, after having seven kids, I was like, you know, what? I want to really get my myself back in that way. So anyway, I could have lived underneath the pain of not being happy about where I was, you know, overeating, being overweight, not being able to fit into my clothes like I want, feeling massively out of control in my life. So there's pain with that, pain of that reality of not being where you want to be. But then there's also the pain of moving forward to what you want to do, right? The discipline of, you know, not uh, using sugar like I did, you know, before in the past, like, okay, I feel stressed. So what would I do? I'd reach for candy. Um, or if you are doing any type of strength training, there's pain that comes with that, right? You know, challenging yourself to maybe lift a little bit heavier, do a few more reps, whatever, you know, that's pain within itself too. But so there's two kinds of pain. There's the pain of staying where you are. And then there's the pain of change, right? The, the, the you know, the unknown, the, the discipline that we go through, the new ways of thinking, the, the facing ourselves and, and dealing with certain mindsets that got us to the place of feeling like we were stuck to begin with. So it's always, you're always gonna feel the same emotions, right? But you have to remind yourself that it's an emotion, but at the end of the day, it, it's, where is that thinking leading you? If it's leading you to a better place where, like for me, an example, um, like I said, exercising like I do and eating right, I know that when I stay consistent on that, it's going to get me to my goal, even though it can feel frustrating sometimes, you know, whatever. But I know that it's going to get me where I need to be because I've already had evidence in my life versus the thinking that I had before that kept me stuck, right? So which pain do you want to be in? Anyway, you guys, I hope I'm sure that kind of gave you guys some perspective on that. But so, you know, surrendering mindsets that don't serve you, that don't serve the Lord, you know, um, learning with God's heart for you, being vulnerable to that, that sometimes it can feel like God is leading you into, uh, um, you know, to a difficult place when his heart is like, no, I want to take you to the promised land, you know? Um, and, and like I said, just, you know, remembering that God is for us, you know, and not living in the, 
in the mindset of, oh, you know, the Lord has just brought me out here because he wants it to be difficult. No, the Lord wants to uh, bring us into the good land he has. It's just, like I said, it's our own thinking that causes the pain all the time. It's always going to be our thinking, you guys. All right, number four, practice living in a new reality. Your new reality is God's deliverance. Circumstances, people, and yourself will try and get what you can see to dictate your life again, but you must discipline yourself to rely on the love and promise that God gave you. So before the Israelites were delivered, they lived in the reality of Pharaoh being their God, basically dictating their life. Now the new reality is they cried out to God, he delivered them, and they're literally in the process of getting to where he promised them. They're no longer underneath Pharaoh anymore. They're no longer underneath that fear and burden and slavery and, you know, getting beat down for not doing what they're told, right? They're no longer underneath of that, you know? Um, and so getting getting comfortable with the fact that our new reality is God's deliverance, right? That that thing that you cried out to, I'm sure, because I know the Lord is faithful, he's brought you out of those things. You know, there, there, there's, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you have cried out to God and I know that he has shown himself to you, you know, whether you acknowledge it or not, but I know God is faithful and I know that he always shows up. So, you know, your new reality should be that I cry out to God and he comes through, boom, right? And you live in that. So, um, you realize that your circumstances and all those things outside of you are no longer defining you because um, God surpassed that by his word, right? Even though Pharaoh was completely bent on keeping them enslaved, God's word still delivered him. He goes, nope, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. And that's what happened. That became their new reality. And that is our new reality as well. Okay, number five, prepare yourself. God will deliver you. He isn't a man that would lie. And um, the peace was evidence that he is listening. Be ready for God to show up. All right. So preparing yourself, you know, man, what is it? What is it? I think it talks about in Romans two or three, you know, let, let God be true and every man a liar, right? God is always going to be true to what he said. He's always going to be faithful. All right. And so we have to prepare ourselves for that. Are you preparing yourself for God's faithfulness? That can be very, very vulnerable, especially if you did live in difficult circumstances for a while, you know, or the people that raised you weren't faithful. You know, they were kind of flaky or whatnot, kind of like what happened with me growing up. So, you know, there's been some things that I've really had to unlearn in my relationship with the Lord that, okay, Ashley, you went through that when you were growing up, but that's not how I am with you. I'm faithful. I want you to prepare yourself for me being faithful to you. You know, it's easy to prepare yourself for people walking out on you if that's what you've experienced or you've learned to be very self-reliant like I had. Um, you know, but it's a whole nother thing to prepare yourself for God to deliver you and for you to be vulnerable to him in that way. All right. But that's what he's expecting. And the evidence should be that you have peace and that's the peace is, is evidence that he's listening to you and he will continue on the process. All right. Number six, sanctify yourself, right? What's sanctify mean? It means to be holy, to be changed. All right. But how's the Lord change us? He changes us by his truth, right? Truth is reality. And so, you know, we have the truth of our lives and we have the truth of God's word. And then you have to learn how to reconcile those two things. Right. And we do that through his love and his grace. Right. It's like the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine, the truth go down. You know, we, we face the truth of our lives, the things that have shaped us, 
the mindsets that we that were formed that don't serve us anymore as adults that we learned when we were growing up. And we're like, you know what? Thinking like that isn't going to get me where I want to go. Um, the Israelites thinking about being in with Egypt and Pharaoh being a certain way. You know, they were they were just projecting that experience onto God, right? Oh, like he was going to be the same way because they were in it for so long, right? But you gotta you gotta be vulnerable with the fact that wait a second, look at all the good that that God has done for me personally. You know, he has not treated me as this person did, you know, growing up, you know, whoever raised you, your parents, whoever, you know, he's not, he didn't do what Pharaoh did. You know, he's, he's a different kind of God, you know, um, and he's a good God and he delivered me and I cried out and he showed up and then he blessed me and, you know, I'm making full, I'm moving forward and making progress. I'm not where I was initially, initially when I called out to the Lord, they weren't always in Egypt. You guys, eventually they, they did leave and they ended up in the wilderness and they were going to the promised land. So can you look at your life and see the progress that God is, that you have made with the Lord, right? That he's advanced you over your life. And I've had to do that the last few weeks, you guys just really meditate on the fact that, wow, Lord, look at all the progress that it's been happening in my life for the last 15, 16 years or however long it's been, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. So I want you guys to think about the progress, all right, that, um, you've made and how God has been sanctifying you, right? You used to think a certain way you were one way, but then the Lord's truth came right. And the truth of your life and then the truth of his love and his grace and all these good things, you know, and then, um, it, uh, it began to change your being and the way you think about things and how you make decisions. You know, God's grace and love will do that for you, you know, and so and that's what it's supposed to do. And that's what it will do if you've truly internalized it. So let his voice be the supreme knowledge you live by. Get out from the God of Pharaoh and even yourself. Jesus is your shepherd, right? You can, you can enslave yourself to the voices around you, or you can even enslave yourself to your own voice, right? And, you know, I've even been thinking about that even myself. Like, Ashley, don't lean on your own understanding. You don't have to live by, you know, the things you did in the past or how you used to think about things. You know, Jesus Jesus is my shepherd now. Jesus is your shepherd now. And so living by his voice. And like I said, you guys, it's very vulnerable, you know, um, because he will lead you into places you've never been. Let's say walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. Your rod and your staff come for me. You can go into a place you've never been right? You can't see it, but he's with you and his rod and staff should comfort you. His rod and his staff is against your enemies or the things that would try to harm you in the process. That was the point of having a rod and a staff. It was to beat back the wolves that were trying to get the sheep. Why do we think all the time that Lord constantly wants to use his rod on us? Like seriously, you know what I mean? We have to remember that he's a father, you know, that he loves us. And initially that that rod that he carries is for our protection. You know, we he beat our own thinking has to get beat back at times. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's the only problem we're ever going to have. But then, you know, there's things in this world that we don't even see that God does and he protects us, you know? So remembering that he's our shepherd, right? We have to surrender, um, our, ourself in the way of, okay, I'm not going to live by my own conclusions, Lord. I'm going to live by your promises and I'm not going to let other people dictate my life either, especially if you know that um, it's going against the promises that God has for you, right? The things you're asking him for, the, you know, the, the things you're asking him for, the plans that, you know, he's revealed to you in your heart, the desires. We've talked about this before, you guys, um, you know, you're not to live by the words of another man in that way, you know, especially if it's contrary 
to what you know the Lord's doing in your life. So number seven, build yourself up with his voice. You should be giving, you should be getting more peace, joy, confidence within you. This is your resources for the promised land, right? Again, there has to be these inner resources that you can draw upon. You're always going to need peace, right? You can't make a good decision if you're exi- if you're anxious. And I'll probably do another podcast about this. And when you're anxious, you know, you, you bring on the attacks of the enemy, you know, so there can't be any type of anxiety in us or we invite the attack of the enemy. We don't think clearly. We don't make good decisions. We get all distorted. We lose perspective of what the Lord is doing. So, you know, it's really important that we draw upon the inner resources that he does give us. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. He gives us confidence, right? Um, confidence in, in him, meaning that you cried out to him. He delivered you. You're making progress. You're not where you were. You're, you're getting better. You're getting stronger, right? That is going to be the things that you draw upon in the promised land. So number eight, be confident. You have to be convinced God has delivered you, sustained you, protected you, provided for you, instructed, corrected, all you need to fully accept his leadership and love. He is your new father and your guardian now, okay? This will give you the strength to take that all God has for you. And really, really quick, you guys, as I was in Joshua, you know, I was looking at, um, they were getting ready to cross the Jordan and he said to them, he told the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things among you. Okay. So let's talk about really quick consecrate. All right. Consecrate means to be fully devoted to God because of who he has been to you. All right. Make up your mind. You're going to live by his words and his love for you. Be vulnerable to God. And, um, and I cannot, I cannot remember, make him your God, I guess. Yeah, being vulnerable to the Lord, allowing your beliefs and your mindsets that don't serve you, that aren't getting you to where you want to go, and they're not uh, drawing you close to the Lord, right? Um, that means that, you know, you need to be vulnerable to attack. You need to let God attack your beliefs that you have that keep you separated from him as well as keep you from making the progress and going into the promised land. If you can't, if you don't believe you can get into the promised land, that's where the issue lies. It has nothing to do with whether God is going to do it or not. He will always do it. It all has to do with your thinking about things that's always going to get in the way. So, you know, are you devoted to God? Are you so devoted to him that you're willing to let him continually change you? right? Um, because y'all are married, <laughs> right? We've talked about that in another podcast. You know, the Lord says we're married to him. His spirit is in us. And, you know, are you going to live by his words and his covenant? Just like you, maybe when you took vows, if you are married, you know, to that person, you say, promised that you were going to live by each other's words in the way of the promises you've made to each other, right? Um, it's the same thing with the Lord and the Lord's always going to keep his equation. Um, it's just, are we going to keep our side of it in terms of letting his love impact us the way it's supposed to, right? When someone loves you the way that they should, when you feel fully loved and, and um, you know, that that person is there for you, you want to change. It's it's normal. It's a natural progression. Um, just like, uh, how can you say this? It's a natural progression in a sense of when a man and a woman come together to have a baby, that, that seed that's in the man and then the egg that's in the woman, they don't dictate that whole process. It's a natural process that happens, right? So it's the same thing with us. When we receive the word of God in us, right? His seed, it's a word, right? Within our hearts, the soil, 
it does its own work within itself. So you don't even got to worry about, you know, oh, am I going to be consecrated to God? It's a natural progression that happens, right? So, you know, we got to remember that. Take the pressure off yourself. You don't need to do anything but learn to receive from God. Receive his word, receive his love, receive his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, right? The good things of God. It was God's kindness that led you to repentance. And then over time, you know, when God corrects you, you're not all offended, right? You're not like, oh my gosh, God is mad at me. You know, it's it's a natural thing. When you're in a relationship with somebody, that's, that's just what, what happens, you know? Um, and so anyway, you guys, so consecrate, uh, make or declare, dedicated, okay? So, you know, be dedicated to the Lord, you know? Consecrate yourselves, you're gonna be dedicated. But um, again, you know, let's go back to sanctified. What does it mean to be changed? Are you letting God sanctify you through the things he wants to give you so you can be consecrated to him, right? Once you receive the goodness of God, um, you, you, that natural sanctification process starts, right? You know the truth of what you need from him, right? He's come to give you life. You would have abundantly. He's come to forgive you. He's come to restore you. He's come to give you all those things that you need. You receive that, all right? That is going to result in, in consecration. Consecration is a natural result of accepting truth and being sanctified and changed by the truth. You will be consecrated. That's just how it goes. So really quick, you guys, you have to be fully convinced that God is in you and he's with you. The only thing the enemy can use is what you both see, the physical world. But you will live by the spirit, God's words, right? Emotions and his will. That is your reality. Again, what was the number one thing that used to get the Israelites even tripped up when they were getting ready to go into the promised land? It was, oh my gosh, look at those dudes over there. They're huge. You know, these enemies. It was always the physical world. And that's the thing we have to realize. That's the only thing we can be manipulated by is through the physical world and what we see. The enemy doesn't know your thoughts. He doesn't know all this stuff that God truly knows. The only thing that he knows is the same thing that you see. The only difference is, is the is the two perceptions, right? And how we perceive reality. That's the only difference that we're going to have. And so how, how we perceive reality is not always reality. Look at how the Israelites perceived the things they were going through. They, they took it like God was punishing them. But the truth was God was delivering them. They just felt scared and vulnerable. And you're, that's okay. You can acknowledge your vulnerable, you know, what you're scared about with the Lord, you know, but don't harden your heart towards him and just get all jaded, right? Lord, I'm nervous about this. I'm scared about this process. I don't know, you know, I need your help. Boom. He's always going to be there, you know? And then hopefully as you grow and mature, you realize, wow, he's always been there. It's like a child does, you know, when you first start out as a baby, you, you cry about everything. You know what I'm saying? You have no other way to communicate. You have no other words. You're just like, oh my God, I need help. Right. And then the people, your parents come through for you, right? They're there. They're consistent. They take care of you. And then as you get older, you start to internalize that. What do they call that? Uh, a constant spiritual or emotional constant constancy or something. And so, you know, you, you learn to internalize your parents love and consistency for you. So when they're out of the room and it, you know, you're like, Oh, they'll be back. They're faithful. That's supposed to what happened with us. That's supposed to what happened. That is supposed to what's sorry, you guys. That is what's supposed to happen with us spiritually. We cry out to God for a season. He delivers us. And then we eventually we're like, wow, the Lord always comes through. He's faithful. Right. And that gives you the emotional stability that you need within yourself. So when it looks like he's not there, you're like, no, he'll, he'll be here. 
you know, God's going to show up. He always does. So, you know, you're no longer going to be manipulated by the things on the outside, what you can see, because you know, the inner resources of God's faithfulness and that he's, he always comes through for you, you know, and I, and you guys, I'm not, I've had to remind myself of this the last few weeks, you guys, it's been really rough. I think I've shared that with you for me, but you know, the Lord has just been, you know, just reminding me of these things. And I wanted to share them with you guys because, uh, you know, I want to encourage the body of Christ. I want to see the body of Christ walk in their authority that God has given to them. I want to see you guys make progress in your life. I want to see you grow into the people that God has had you to be. I want to see you prosper, you know, um, really take the land, take over this earth, right? With the authority that we have because God's in us. But, you know, like I said, these are some foundational things that we all have to have built within us. So that way, when we get to the new phase in our life, we're like, you know what? I've been through the wilderness. I've been delivered. I know God's faithfulness. I might see these things in the land that might scare me, but God is with us. He's, you know, and that's, I'm sure we'll talk about that another time. I don't think we realize that the enemy is more afraid of us than we are of him. And, you know, I'm going to read the scripture to you guys really quick in Joshua 2. Rahab, she goes, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We've heard about how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. We don't realize how much the enemy is afraid of us, right? We get so afraid of our enemy, just like the Israelites did. Man, look what's going on over there. But they were terrified because of what God was doing in their life. Yo, yo, you have God in your life. He's going to dry up the Red Sea for you. He's going to do amazing things for you. And that's going to scare the enemy, right? And we got to remember that. What, what do we need to be afraid of the enemy for? Not, he can't, he can only see what you can see. That's why we have to be vulnerable to changing how we see things so we can see it the way the Lord does, see his heart, and we can continue to move forward and push back and advance, right? The enemy has no hold over us. The only hold he can have is if we sort of find ourselves thinking the way he's trying to convince us to think that gets us apart from God and gets us away from the Lord. Same strategy he used in the garden, guys. So just remember, the enemy is more afraid of you than, than you should be of him, you know, and we should realize that it doesn't matter what's on the outside world, God's word will always prevail just like it did with the Israelites, you guys. So anyway, that is all I have for you today. I know it's been a really long episode, but uh, just remember that, you know, there's inner resources that you have to have to go from the, uh, the wilderness to the promised land, right? And it all has to do with, you know, um, you being convinced of God's deliverance in you, the love, the peace, the joy, the, the confidence, the courage that he builds in the process. Those are your inner resources. And when you look at the outside world and you see these things, it's like, you know what? The Lord has always delivered me and he'll do it again. So I can move forward in the plans that God has because, you know, the things that were impossible before, God took care of it. So what is this new thing? It, it's, it's no different than it was before. We're always supposed to be relying on God's faithfulness and use making our memory a good servant for us that we would remember the goodness of God so we can take over the land. So anyway, you guys, that is all I have for you today. Um, I hope this little mini series of the wilderness and going into the promised land helped you guys. We're going to be getting into Revelation revamp. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I am going to do a podcast talking about the promised land and, uh, you know, all that. Maybe I'll do that next week, you guys. So anyway, I better get off here. Thank you guys for listening. 
and I will see you guys next week.